Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. If you're dealing with something that's not pleasant today, or if you have been for some time, Know that the Lord said He always causes us to triumph, those who trust Him and follow Him. There's a way out. There's a way through it. There's a way over it, even though it may look like there is no way. That just means you don't know the way. doesn't mean there is no way. And the Lord shows this way of escape, this way to overcome, to those that reach out to Him. So let's reach out to Him today. Ask Him for the answers and directions we need right now. Father, we thank You for the privilege of being able to come together like this. And we, all of us, agree together asking You for utterance uh, by Your Holy Spirit, asking You for guidance and direction. We're asking You for answers today for everyone that sees and hears this, answers for right now and direction for now. We ask for it. We know it's your will to give it to us, so we know you hear us, so we know it's granted. So we thank you for it uh, in advance of seeing and knowing it. We, we thank you for answers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and say it out loud, Lord, I thank you, Lord, I thank you for, answers for answers for now. For now. I thank you for giving me direction for today. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you would go in our great textbook, the Bible, to Matthew, the 17th chapter, if you haven't been with us, um, we've been on some weeks now on a series we're calling Faith for Healing. Faith for Healing. And class, how does faith come? Anybody remember? It comes by hearing, right? But you hear, have to hear in the specific area uh, for that faith to be built. Uh, if, if you've heard that Jesus went to the cross for you and he paid the price for your sins so that you could be saved, saved from hell, go to heaven, have eternal life. If you've heard that and heard that and heard that, well, then your faith is strong in that area. But if you've never heard that it's God's will for you to be healed, well, then your faith's going to be weak or non-existent in that area. If you've never heard that, that the Lord wants your needs to be met, then you won't have faith in that area. If you've never heard about uh, His pro provision and protection for you, you wouldn't have faith for protection. So even though faith works the same, it comes the same way, it operates the same way, it's released the same way in every area, yet it has to be built, fed, developed in each area. So uh, for, the, for some weeks now, we're on the topic of faith for healing. 
and uh, you, you won't find a better place to get faith for healing than in the ministry of Jesus. Uh, much of his ministry, uh, earthly ministry, was spent ministering to people who were bound and uh, oppressed and sick. The scripture said in Acts how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So many things you see in that one verse. For one thing, healing is good. <laughs> Delivering, getting free is good, right? Uh, don't let somebody confuse you. you. You hear people say, well, we don't really know what's good. You know, yeah, you do. Uh, being sick's bad. <laughs> being healed is good. <laughs> Not having your needs met, bad. Having plenty, good. Being bound, bad. Being free, good. Yeah, God didn't make a bunch of dummies, <laughs> right? His, his children are not those who, who can't discern and understand. And he gave us his word. He gave us his spirit uh, to help us to get even more insight and understanding in these things. So uh, what Jesus said and did relative to healing is what we've been studying. And even though there were tens of thousands, uh, perhaps scores of thousands of people that were healed in the ministry of Jesus just in those three plus years, yet we're only given detail on about 20 individuals of what was wrong with them, who they were, and how they received. And we began uh, starting the, with the healing of the leper, and we've come on down through the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, the healing of the paralyzed man, the nobleman's son, the man with the withered hand, the centurion's servant, Jairus' daughter, woman with the issue of blood, the two blind men, the Syrophoenician's daughter, the deaf man that had the speech impediment, and the blind man at Bethsaida. We've gone through 12 of these 20 already. And if you had not been with us, don't miss out on these. Go to the website faithschool.org, faithschool.org, and you can get all of these. No charge, no cost. You can just start watching them and watch one after the other or five at a time, whatever, and it, you'll, you'll build on that. And we're still building uh, today on what we've already gone over. We're up to number 13 in our study, the healing of the... Um, what the scripture called the lunatic uh, boy or the lunatic son. Now that's language the, the King James uses. We'll be talking about that in a moment. Uh, but in Matthew 17, Matthew 17, Matthew, Mark, and Luke record this. And we're going to look uh, eventually at all three of these accounts to get the whole story. Matthew 17 and 14. It said, when they were come to the multitude... There came uh, to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic. A lunatic comes from the word luna, which has to do with moon. <laughs> and people who had uh, issues and problems and mental and emotional were called at different times moonstruck. And so it refers to um, him having these episodes, which we'll see um, later, 
it describes some things that sound a whole lot like uh, epilepsy and then some other things. But um, it said he, he's lunatic and sore vexed for oft times. This has happened numerous times. He falls into the fire and off into the water. So the boy would have these, these fits and these seizures and these episodes and sometimes just jump into a fire, sometimes just jump into a body of water. And he said, I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. So uh, Jesus' disciples, the, the twelve that were with him, they had endeavored to minister to this boy to get him free and healed, and they were unsuccessful. And this is also something that we we need to talk about and deal with. Um, uh, just because uh, somebody prays for you and it didn't happen, that doesn't prove it wasn't God's will. Y'all with me, class? This is very important for us to get this clear and straight. Uh, we'll see what the cause was in these passages as we study. It, the Lord told them what the issue was. He said, I brought him to your disciples. And they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation. Now, perverse can also be translated uh, twisted or distorted. Uh, wonder how our generation is. <laughs> Jesus called his generation <laughs> twisted and faithless. Well, I don't think it's a trick question trying to answer that. Looking around at our society today, there's a lot of twisted stuff, right? And there's a lot of absolutely faithless people. I mean, you got millions that try to say God doesn't even exist. Well, how much more faithless can you get than that? <laughs> Faithlessness and being distorted, uh, twisted, perverted, uh, is something that was going on in that generation and is still going on today. He said, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him here to me. We've seen this before, but it sure bears repetition. And it's not for repetition's sake that we see the same issues coming up in account after account after account. Uh, it's because human nature is very similar. We're all different individuals, and yet we're dealing with the same issues. And the enemy has done the same uh, evil things, generation after generation, and God, though above all, never changes. Hallelujah. And His Word does not change, and, and faith does not change, and the answer does not change. If... Uh, if faith was the answer here and then and, and hundreds of years ago, has it changed? No. Or, or is faith still the answer? Faith is still the answer to what? To getting results, to getting things fixed. What's the problem here? This man's son has these terrible episodes. And so how do we get it fixed? How, how do we get it fixed? Jesus immediately starts talking about faith. Isn't this amazing? Yes. Faith. Um, 
He said, uh, how long shall I suffer you? Uh, bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. Hold on. <laughs> That's not how most people think today. Right? They would not think the person has seizures, the person has, is, uh, you know, does things mindlessly sometimes, just jumps into a fire or, or whatever the case might be. Uh, they would, most people would seek uh, medication, uh, something, but they would look at you like something's wrong with you if you said, well, uh, what about a spirit? Could a spirit be involved in this? See, that sounds like uh, crazy talk to most of our generation, which just shows how faithless, oh, come on, y'all with me? They are, and how twisted. Uh, what do you mean twisted? Well, things are what they are, no matter what you imagine them to be. And just because you deny something does not mean it ceases to exist. One of the enemy's uh, most effective strategies is to convince most of the world he doesn't exist. That way, he can operate with impunity. He can just function and do whatever he wants to do. And you even got people who believe in God who act like there's no devil. And so that you never hear him say anything about the devil, but everything that happens is God somehow. And so what's happening? The devil is stealing and killing and destroying, and people are attributing that to God and acting like the devil doesn't even exist. But Jesus dealt with spirits when he walked the earth, didn't he? I mean, if you believe the Bible, and we do, I mean, what, what are you going to believe instead? <laughs> right? That's just some men's ideas that will be proven to be wrong at some point. No, he rebuked the demon. Now, King James says devil, but the word is, is demon. And we'll see in the other passages, it calls this a spirit. It also calls it an unclean spirit. Spirits are real. Now, when you... When you say this, it bothers people because they haven't been taught right and they don't think right. But for the child of God, there's no cause for alarm. There's no reason for us to be afraid of these things. They're real. And you and I have authority over them. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We've got authority over them. And when we speak a word of command... In the name of Jesus, by his authorization, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, they must obey. Amen. They have to. Amen. They have to. We command them to stop, they have to stop. We command them to leave, they have to leave. Now, if you don't believe that and that just sounds weird and strange to you, then it's also an answer as to why a lot of problems not being fixed in your life. But if you will embrace, not just, you know, well, I don't know if I believe you, uh, preacher. Uh, forget about me for a moment. This, this has been around a long time. Is it right? Is it true? Did this happen? Is Jesus the head of the church? 
is he the ultimate example to follow, then why would you try to do something a different way than he did it? The servant's not above his master. But everyone that develops fully will function and operate as his or her master. Somebody said out loud, I will will function function like my master. master. I will live. I will will operate operate like my master. master. See, that's what you're saying when you're saying I'm a Christian. What's a Christian? A Christian. A disciple of the Christ. What does that mean? We're his learners. We're his pupils. We're his students. What does a student do? They do what the instructor does, right? The instructor says, this is how you do it. Do it like this. And then the student does the same thing, (laughs) right? Hold your place here and go over to Galatians. We could quote it to you, but I want you to let your eyes rest on it. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is the Lord good or is the Lord good? I think I said Galatians, Ephesians is what I should have said. Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5, the very first verse, he says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. The word follower in some modern translations is translated imitator. Being a follower or being an imitator of God as dear children. Now, there is... Hardly anything that makes the devil more angry than you imitating Jesus. (laughs) Oh, it makes him mad. It makes him so, and he and his, so upset. Why? Numerous reasons. It's one of the biggest things he seeks to hide. He endeavors to convince every believer that Jesus is here and you're down here somewhere and don't dare Try to act like him because you're just an old unworthy sinner and just an unworthy worm. And how could you dare imagine you could do what Jesus did? And yet that kind of thinking and mindset undermines what Jesus himself said he came for. Right? He, didn't Jesus say, if you believe on me, the works I do. You'll do also. Didn't he say that? And greater works than these shall you do. Because I go to my Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He that abides in him, 1 John says, ought to walk even as he walked. You and I are supposed to study. That's one reason we're camping out on these accounts. We're supposed to study Jesus. Any a uh, man or woman that you respect, especially in the things of God, uh, that's great, but don't take any current living or even in recent memory, man or woman, and set them up as your ultimate example. I want to be like so-and-so or, or like my dad or my grandpa or like my pastor or like, uh, you know, Reverend so-and-so. No, no, you don't. Lift it on up a little higher. Come on, you with me? Come on, a little bit higher. A lot higher. Uh, <laughs> you want to be just like Jesus. You want to be just like the Master. You might say, man, I seem like I got a, a long way to go. Because you do. But you got a long time to get there too. 
What do you mean, Brother Keith? Well, how many would say you've developed a li- at least a little bit of being more like Jesus in the last year, two, three, five, ten years? How many would say at least some? What if you did that for another thousand years? I said, well, we won't be down here. No, you won't be down here, thank God, but you'll still be around. And you'll still be developing. And that is our call toward the mark for the prize of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. What is that, that, that high place and call and mark? It's to be just like Him. To be the Father pleaser He is. Hallelujah. To be the faith person He is. To be the love person He is. Hallelujah. Come on, say it out loud. He has begun a good work in me and He will complete it. He will fulfill it. I'm growing up to the full stature, the full measure of the stature of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm on my way. If they, people say, well, well, you don't look so much like Jesus to me. Well, just, just hold on. <laughs> right? Check back with me a little later. <laughs> don't, don't give up. Check back a little later. <laughs> but I'm on my way. Are you on your way? Yes. Well, how, you, how are you going to be on your way? You've got to learn and grow. One of the big reasons the Lord has given us this wonderful uh, inspired word is because we see him. In these things, you really see God, you really see Jesus on every page if your eyes are open to it. And Jesus is the Word made flesh. And so in the Word, we're seeing Him. Aren't we seeing Him in these accounts? We're hearing His his very own words. We're we're seeing His responses and actions. And so the, the big thing is don't just breeze past it. Don't just say, yeah, I've heard that story before. Yeah, but how much did you get? Right? You want to make yourself slow down and say, this is Jesus. This is how to do it. (laughs) This is the answer. Right? So, Lord, show me. So, they brought this boy to Jesus and uh, he starts talking about the problems with the whole generation. And he's, he's responding to the father. So the father falls under the category of the faithless and distorted. Hmm? And the disciples not doing so hard. <laughs> Is that right? The ones closest to Jesus. They have been unsuccessful. What what do you mean? They prayed for this boy. They ministered to this boy and got no results. None. So if you prayed sometime somewhere and didn't get results, well, they did too. Right? Peter, James, and John. Right? Those guys. And yet it didn't prove that it was God's will for the boy to stay this way because here just a moment later we see him get delivered. And so the man said, I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't, 
set him free. They couldn't get this thing cast out of him. And, and it, it, just a few words later, Jesus says, well, bring him to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bring him to me. Hallelujah. So, well, I, I went to brother so-and-so's meeting and I went and sister so-and-so prayed for me and, and pastor him. Well, how about just bring him to Jesus? Just, just come straight to him. Huh? There's help. Even when brother so-and-so came short and sister so-and-so came short, still, you can still get help from Jesus. Straight from the source. Jesus rebuked the demon and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. My, my, my. Could it be this simple? Could it be? This, this man, this boy, his family, everybody around him, they've been tormented for how long with this? You know, I don't know. But this is awful. These episodes and all this stuff. This is awful. This is terrible. And yet, what happened? Read it. Read it. Jesus rebuked the demon. What happened? He left. <laughs> then what, what happened? The child was cured. Whew. One, two, three. <laughs> huh? Say it out loud. Jesus rebuked the demon. Jesus rebuked the demon. Or the spirit. He rebuked the spirit. He rebuked the spirit. Then what happened? The spirit left. Right? Then what happened? Child was healed. Are we supposed to follow Jesus' example? Come on, we, we've already seen scriptures. Are we to be followers of God as dear children, imitators of God? I had somebody... Uh, say, you know, in a disdainful way to me one time, one day, you're just trying to act just like Jesus. I said, I thought that was the idea. You got a better example for me? See, it makes the devil so mad. One of the, the, the thing that uh, the religious leaders justified themselves in killing Jesus was that he made himself God. He, he, he made himself equal with God. And that was the thing that put them in a, a mindless, murderous rage. Well, where'd that come from? That's more than natural. It's the devil. He can't stand that you and I really are the children of God. <laughs> and we have been authorized. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus to do things like this. Not only does it infuriate him, but it messes up his business. Because that's one of his that had to leave. Right? He rebuked him. And he had no choice. He had to go. And then the boy was healed. The boy was delivered. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart. And they said, why couldn't we cast it out? What was the problem? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. Somebody say, because of your unbelief. Wonder if I steal the answer. Because of your unbelief. Faith is not automatic. Which is one reason we have faith school. <laughs> and our time's up today. <laughs> Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. 
As you can see, we've just got this introduced. Come back with us tomorrow. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.